0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here with my friend Vic Mattis of the Washington Free Beacon and also the Sub Beacon podcast, which you can find on Patreon. How are you doing, Dude,
1: Vic? I'm doing fine, at Mary Catherine. I mean, there's absolutely nothing going on right now. <laughs> in, in the news. So let me tell you about my Saturday night. Nice. Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, Kate was uh, at a work thing at the Eastern Shore, actually. Alex was there, too. Our producer, so I had the kids, and you know what I did? I took them on a trip around the world.
0: Okay.
1: Also known as the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> uh, so we, they love it, and I don't know why. I used to what's love. Not to love. Right. I. Well, I'll tell you what's not to love. I used to love this place. I remember when I first discovered it after college. There was one Cheesecake Factory up in Friendship Heights, in mm-hmm. Chevy Chase, in the Embassy Suites building. And I never – it was like a classy diner right? because it comes with a book and there's advertisements and you can get anything you want. And it was really amazing things. And then they added the calorie counts.
0: Yeah, we don't like that.
1: We don't. And that is what I don't like about this because now I look at it and my choices are now being dictated not by what I used to eat. In fact, I've had factory meatloaf. Yeah. Instead, it's like, oh, this one's only 1, twelve hundred, and I mean that's like on the low side, and I haven't done the skinny licious because I'm afraid that's too lean.
0: Yeah, too nobody lean. wants that. Nobody wants that. So it's not at the cheesecake factory for that. I'm not at that for that,
1: right? But yeah. I mean, that's a whole day, right? At your your normal human being should get about two thousand calories. There are salads that are sixteen hundred calories. I can't.
0: I'm okay with that.
1: So that's why I'm down on that and, 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 and I'm trying to scale that back. <laughs> Are you a Cheesecake Factory person?
0: I have been and I used to think, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to look back on your your younger days when that was like the pricey place I would go. That yeah, yeah, or, or no, Macaroni right. Grill was yeah. like, ooh, we're going to treat ourselves. We're going out. Macaroni Grill has always been like sort of fancy in my mind and now there's one near my house and I'm like, <laughs> let's go to the Macaroni Grill and live <laughs> it up, babe. Live it up. Uh, with a couple of, you know, $14 entrees. And uh, so that's Sounds what we about do sometimes. Right. Yeah. No, I don't mind the Cheesecake Factory. Like I said, I used to treat yourself by going out to the Cheesecake Factory. But now I do. I find myself overwhelmed by that menu. That's
1: but I Kate understand why children
0: enjoy it because there's like just so much.
1: There's so much. And and my kids always get like the same thing. Pasta, cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm like really? Out of the whole thing? You could try. <laughs> I love trying different things. But now I can't because it turns out to be deadly. How are you?
0: I'm all right. Uh, I had a friend from college in town for the weekend, oh, which is very cool. Nice. I haven't seen her probably since pre-pandemic. She lives in New York, so she came down with her family and hung out with another college friend who also lives here. So we had a good, good old time sending all of the children because we ha- we now have a combined seven. Ooh! Each of us had two, and then I added the yes. seven. I went rogue and added the third one. But they're all sort of stair-stepped, nice. so they're very close to each other, except oh, for ideal. except for the baby. Yeah, and. We get together at my friend's house, who is a great cook, which is an, another plus. And oh. we just send the children to the basement, and the basement is covered in Legos. Her oldest uh, son is a big Lego enthusiast, and they just goof off downstairs. Not
1: walk barefoot. Yeah, no, no, no. in that basement or kneel.
0: They goof yeah. goof around downstairs for hours at a time, and we have no issues with them, That's except cool. for one time we did have one small injury. And when we heard the crying and addressed the injury, one of the children said, well, we were playing monkey in the middle on the stairs.
1: <laughs> you know, the the one in the middle yeah. jumping down. That, that's, that's, because that's kids, the trick. That's kids the make trick.
0: good decisions. Luckily, the stairs are carpeted and short, oh. and uh, the damage was not major. But it was nice to see everybody. And... Uh, <laughs> It was yesterday. Actually, they stayed until uh, yesterday morning, and we went out to a museum together. Huh. And yesterday was a banner day in the Washington D.C. area. Just the weather was—it was, it was. Mwah.
1: compared with uh,
0: today. Yes, gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Oh, it was go- yesterday was eighty and sunny. Today is very gloomy. Uh, Bal- balmy. Yes, balmy. Yesterday was gorgeous. I went to the city. I parked. I did not get a ticket. What? I know. Amazing.
1: May I ask? Thank what, you very much. May I ask what museum you went to?
0: We went to uh, Natural History. Oh, I, I hadn't been there since they had revamped it a little bit. It's the looking very nice. The dinosaurs. It's looking very nice. Do you nice. still have to
1: wear uh, masks? No, in there? not oh, at the Smithsonian anymore,
0: which is nice. So, yeah, I just took, I took the little one. Oh, and I had, a, we had a, I had a parenting fail. You'll be excited to hear about this one, everyone. I am not a perfect mother, it turns out. What? I know. So we have a division of labor in our family, and Steve does the bottles. So I don't really even know how to do the bottles, uh, which is great because it means my husband is very capable and he has taken that off of my plate. I, you
1: know, there are about six parts to the bottle.
0: Well, so now we have some new ones that do have different parts. And so I had this bottle that I took with me on this outing and I have a six month old baby. She needs to eat, you know, fairly frequently. So I kept handing her, handing her the bottle, but she wasn't that interested in it. And I was like, well, I guess she's just not that hungry. She wasn't fussy. She was totally fine. Took her home. Steve ends up coming home around the same time that I get home, and realizes watching her eat it that there's like a safety valve in it that's yes. covering the suction, and yeah. she can't get anything Nothing. out of it. So she's just been oh, poor baby, <laughs> poor baby's just oh been eating God. air for, for like, like six hours. This is not doing it for me. And I was like, why? Why doesn't my baby want any food? Oh. And now, now we know that she oh. did want food. She just couldn't get any food. But she is. The conclusion that I come to is that she is the nicest baby because yeah. she was very chill about it. So
1: you just happened to mention to Steve sort of nonchalantly, oh, you know, baby was hungry. And he was like, well.
0: No, no, no. He looked at <laughs> Oh, her, he looked at it. He looked at her <laughs> drinking the uh-huh. – attempting to drink the uh-huh. same bottle and uh-huh. was like, what is going on here? And he diagnosed the problem. <laughs> that happens. You know, it was a new brand of bottle. One of the things that I am determined with this mm-hmm. child to do – is that we're going to get one kind of sippy cup, when we move to the sippy cups, one kind of sippy cup, maybe three of them, Uh and leave it at that. That's it. Because with the other two, I had, it was the tyranny of sippy cups. They were everywhere. None of the tops matched. Mm -hmm. You had to very specifically find the (laughs) top that went with the, it's it's a game. Oh my God. It's a game. No, it was it was crushing. So this time, this is the problem. Okay. We we started with a new kind of bottle, and what am I I'm not supposed to know about the bottles. I'm just the mother. <laughs> anyway, she survived. Good. She survived. Good,
1: good. The one good thing about those bottles, by the way, with the valves, it prevents leaks.
0: So that's what I've heard. She definitely didn't get there was nothing coming out of that. So it was very safe from leakage.
1: I just lobbed that too. Speaking uh, of know. leaks.
0: Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm still thinking about my story. It's early.
1: It's early. We're just getting the coffee now. I don't. I don't know. I'm sure, if you had something more to add, I'm like,
0: if she's done, I got. A, I got an idea. Leads. Right. All right. That thing was sealed tightly, unlike Ooh, the Supreme hey, Court. there we go.
1: <laughs> what on earth happened last night? on A Monday baby. night. This is really interesting. A Monday night bomb. I. It, what? What happened?
0: Okay. So. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday for Wednesday, but but this week, the beginning of this week, under under the under the cover of night, a Politico story breaks, which is that an early draft of an opinion in the the Dobbs case, which has the potential to overturn Roe v. Wade and Casey, obviously a very important case, yes. an entire draft opinion was leaked. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision according to an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito circulated inside the court and obtained by Politico. The, the publication writes, The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and a subsequent 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, that largely maintained the right. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes. I mean... Many left and right scholars agree that it was wrongly yeah. decided. That's with Bader, not.
1: Ruth Bader Ginsburg said it was a bad ruling. Right.
0: right. I, I like yeah. that they pretend like that's super controversial. That's not actually that controversial. No. The effects of that decision would be controversial. Yes. So,
1: how do we feel f- about this? I
0: find this unsettling. Yes. It's like one of, one of the the
1: f- act in itself.
0: Yes. Yes. And as you noted earlier, Vic, people will say, "But well, when well, you care about the leak and you don't care about the." Robbing of rights. Okay, no, I do care about the leak. I care about the leak for this reason. Yeah, I care quite a bit because it's one of the few, despite the left's like uh, maniacal hatred of Kavanaugh mm-hmm. and everybody else that Trump added to the court. It's one of the few democratic institutions that actually does retain mm-hmm. public trust, and is it just burning itself to the ground for what reason?
1: What one of the phrases I think I've seen now popping up is political scotus. Political scotus. They just have to get that in there because it's, you know, it's not a legitimate ruling since it's, you know, the conservatives well, and the yeah, Catholics.
0: Since, since since Republicans won the requisite seats to add justices yeah, to right. the court. That's how that happened. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of people given away that during the Trump years when they complained about norms being violated, which fair, mm-hmm. I agreed sure. with them. They don't actually care about the norms that much. This, this norm – not something that bothers them when it, it's broken because it benefits their side. Or right. they hope that it benefits their side politically.
1: The, I, I really do think it's a matter of just the ends justifying the means. So that this is okay. And you're beginning to see this interesting. The leak apologists yes, are, are oh, coming out celebrants. in force. and leak, celebrants. Leak and celebrants. celebrants. Brian Fallon, right? Yeah. Saying These about heroes. Yeah, the, the, the heroes. This the hero, hero. This hero. And... Uh, a lot of people who feel that way. I have to tell you, here's my big take. Remember, I said I have a. I have oh yeah, a big you have a take.
0: take. He has a take, guys. This
1: is actually a great career move. For it. let's assume it's a leaker. Mm-hmm. Let's assume it's not, and it is interesting. And there are other theories out there. And I'm not throwing anybody's name out there. People have done that. I think that's a little bit reckless yeah, right don't do, now. Don't do that, that to people, sure. Guys. And some people are just saying, but you know, this or that. It is interesting that the main byline was Josh Gerstein, who is right. a national security correspondent. Mm-hmm so as opposed to their legal correspondence so what is the tie-in there which is interesting but let's assume it's a leaker. it is a great career move because here's what's going to happen okay the person eventually gets at it right like they have to have an investigation into this this yes. is a very serious violation of judicial ethics right so um and chief justice john roberts is going to have to he has to issue a statement no matter what he just has to say this is completely wrong what happened and getting to the bottom of you know how did it happen if it turns out there's a leaker. The leaker will probably, A, get fired, B, get disbarred, right? Right. Get fired, get disbarred because this is really bad. We've had leaks in the past. You mentioned this. Well, and
0: there's – it's basically unprecedented for the entire opinion. Yeah, opinion. And it's an
1: early draft. As opposed
0: to the result.
1: Right, right. So uh, what happens is the person loses his job and his uh, and he gets disbarred, he or she, mm-hmm. but then ends up going on the talk show circuit. Oh,
0: no. Resistance hero, for sure. Resistance well, no, hero. Okay. But that what? assumes that it's a person of the left. There is a theory also that it's no. a person of the right who is leaking this in order to, well, in order to, in case one of those five justices who had been on the overturning side goes weak in the knees, to bolster okay. that person. That is a
1: really deep, deep.
0: I'm telling you, there's Deep two take. there's two different yeah. versions of who could have – and in, by the way, oh my gosh, Jill Filipovich, oh who boy. is a uh, feminist writer who I've worked with in the past. She had just a masterpiece of a tweet that <laughs> – I'll just read it to you. Please. First out, Shout out to whatever Supreme Court clerk just risked their career giving us this heads up and a last chance to show just how much of an unmitigated, divisive, ugly s show it's going to be if the court overturns Roe. I doubt it will make a difference. Thanks all the same. Next tweet in a thread, same woman, or alternately, F you to the conservative Supreme Court clerk who did this. Ah, she did not just do no, that. No, it's just, like, is this satire? Is this that's, What is this? That's, okay. God, that's good enough to be satire, right? Like, I'm just going to change based, like, just, just... That's insane. Obviously, transparently based on what the politics of the situation My
1: is. assumption is it's somebody from the left, and if so, talk show circuit, followed by a new legal correspondent for MSNBC, followed by... Followed by a book, book deal. And, you know, and the book will be called Why I Did It with a right. forward by Alex Vindman. <laughs> I'm just going to throw him in there.
0: That's, so it's, yeah. you're, this is a that's my theory. middle finger flip off Trump lady on yes. steroids. Yes,
1: that's right. that's my thing. I'm standing by it. I right. could be wrong. OK.
0: So a, a couple things to address here. Yeah. One, I do think the institutional violation is huge and really problematic because the way that we come to these decisions in a democracy actually matters. The yep. trust that the Supreme Court justices have with each other to be able to work through these very tough issues is important. They are they have at times been a great example of how left and right jurists collegial can work together. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, uh, and Scalia being best of friends one yeah. of the one of the greater examples of collegiality and and love among those who disagree in our society. But we we can't have that. We can't have that. We have to so distrust. In this institution. And by the way, this term has been a real barn burner for uh, trust in the institution because they've had mask gate uh, where they had to sort of in a fairly unprecedented fashion come out with statements about whether Gorsuch was not wearing a mask to mess with Sotomayor, Sotomayor, which, of course, was not the case, according to the statements that they later released. We also had the leaking of Breyer's retirement. And now this. So that's three big Like major stories out of the Supreme Court, uh, sort of intrigue and and gossipy and sniping that we don't usually get there. And I would I would say that I don't I don't have an issue with John Roberts in the way that a lot of conservatives do. I'm mm-hmm. look I'm mad about the Obamacare vote like everyone is, but sure. he's trying to do his job. I get it. He's he's like the the institutionalist above all institutionalists. Is there a leadership problem here because the Chief yeah. Justice does not seem to have this locked down, guys? No.
1: That's why he really does have to issue some sort of a statement, and they do have to have an investigation, and probably some show of unity to show that you know the the the, the to rebuild the trust. Yeah. But they need to rebu- obviously for real rebuild the trust among each other because I mean this is really bad. It's for not good. them. I know. Not- no. And then again, everyone's like that's not the the issue. Is that this is happening, and now we're gonna storm the Supreme Court.
0: No. Again, and everything else. But- no. The way that we come to the decisions matters. Roe was wrongly decided and foisted this sort of perpetual civil mm-hmm. war upon us right. in 1973 and did not allow for breathing room for different states to make different decisions and that's why we are here yeah. in this pitched battle mm. and uh, and I would just like for like one or two institutions to retain a tiny bit of public trust and lord knows it ain't going to be the media so I just thought maybe maybe the supreme court so um, there's also, we must clarify, for many who do not understand this. This just doesn't if,
1: stop mean the end of abortion.
0: If, yes. If they strike down Roe v. Wade, a lot of people think yeah. that means, oh, it's a federal ban mm-hmm. on abortion. That is no. not how that works. What it would do is kick the laws and restrictions such mm-hmm. that there might be back to state legislatures. Yes. Now, in some states, that would mean that it's very restrictive. In other states, like California, or I think New York, codified yeah. abortion pre-Roe. So it will be in their laws Illinois in those has states. Very,
1: Illinois has very liberal abortion laws, Colorado
0: too. as well just yeah. recently passed, yeah. like, some—I mm-hmm. don't know, you can have, like— off a baby like six weeks after it's born, or something. Yeah, right. Is that, is that <laughs> the rule?
1: A, the Peter Singer rule, right? <sighs> no. And the other thing is this: where everybody, you know, everybody loves to jump on. You were saying before we taped, Mary Catherine. You know, do I or do I not get on Twitter right right, right now? Because at this moment, <laughs> the atmosphere in the Twitterverse. But how many of these people have actually read their opinion? It's a very yeah. well written draft. Right. It's a draft, right? So it's not that we don't know what the language is going to be, the final language, if it's going to be softened or not, but it's very well written, assuming it comes from Justice Alito, and it just makes very basic direct points, such as abortion not being covered or mentioned in the Constitution as a guaranteed right, or anywhere in the 14th Amendment or the Equal Protection Clause, and then have no bearing on like Loving versus Virginia or any of these other people are panicking about this. And again, as you're saying, it reverts it. Back to this, the state can decide.
0: Uh, AG Conservative, who I enjoy following, tweeted, uh, put this more succinctly than I usually do. He says, most Americans oppose overturning Roe because they assume doing so equals a ban on abortion. It does not. Most Americans also believe in restricting abortion to before the second trimester with certain exceptions, which Roe currently prevents. So Roe is actually out of step with most Americans. Yeah. On this point, because most Americans are quite comfortable with second and third trimester restrictions. Pretty heavy second and third trimester Mm -hmm. restrictions. And that would put us in line with the the libertines of Europe, by the way, who are much more restrictive than our country is on this front.
1: And they don't seem to have a problem, uh, you know, not mentioning that, I should say. So, I mean, liberals, for example, they love to look to Europe. For, as no, an we example aspire on certain Europe. things but not
0: we aspire as to be Europe out. except for on abortion and, uh, and masking children schools. in schools <laughs> those, are, those are the two areas where we but, but you know we spurn but, but we
1: tell it like it is here on this show we're gonna remind <laughs> you what it's like over there okay so if you really embrace Europe embrace Europe but um, you know their side of course is saying also this was worth it because it's time for it's time for us to play dirty. Republicans oh, play me yes. all the time. We're going to take the. Never... I'm so tired of being the nice guy. The Gloves are finally coming yes. off. That's what yes. When has
0: and the this left ever? When has the left ever escalated no, in the never. judicial fight? mhm Yeah. So this, there was also some further leaking about Roberts's decision making on this. I mean, it is like yeah. It's like a coordinated leak process going on here. The president, of course, will speak about this in response to that. The now,
1: Catholic, our Catholic president Christ. will be the irony of all this. Oh man.
0: <laughs> And then, uh, you know, of course, some are saying this is this is meant to pressure justices yeah. to make sure that there's a backlash mm-hmm. that they feel it's like mildly threatening. Not, well, not good, guys. And so I don't know if perhaps this will move up the publication of the final yeah. uh, decision because they they want to not give the impression that they're being their minds are being changed by this. I mean,
1: whatever happens if they wait till June. I mean, it, it, it's May now assuming that there is a final draft of this already, then I and maybe. Uh, but you know, people are saying, "Oh, the justice, especially the conservative justices, need to have you know ramp up their security twenty four seven, and that things are going to get you know kind of crazy and possibly violent and insurrection and whatnot, like yeah. their version of January 6th. Yeah. Do you think that? How how bad do you think things are going to get?
0: Yeah, On you the know, street, I don't I don't feel say. great about it right now. Partly because, and and again, if there hadn't been like a forty year campaign of dare I say, disinformation about Mm -hmm. what overturning Roe v. Wade would actually mean, Mm -hmm. I think we'd be in a better place because people would understand, okay, this is not exactly the the just straight out ban of this thing. Now, I think what, if this came from the left, their desire is to enthusiasm for the midterm elections, does that actually work? I think in some cases, in some areas, yes, Mm -hmm. in purple states, in suburban areas. However, I would note, and obviously this is a much bigger deal, I would note that I thought the Texas abortion law, which limited it to to pre-six weeks, which yeah, is very was, aggressive. That's
1: fetal heartbeat. Is that what it is? Yes. Or yeah? mm-hmm.
0: I thought that that law, which got wall-to-wall coverage for several, mm-hmm. several weeks before the Virginia right. election, I thought it would make more of a difference than it did. And it just didn't show. And I think part of that is... People are more comfortable with restrictions than, than they used to be. the media is yeah. leading us to believe.
1: The culture has changed uh, in some ways.
0: Oh, and the things that matter, in, like the things yeah. that hit them at home were school yeah. and the, the economy, uh, yeah. not this thing that happened in Texas.
1: Economic woes, inflation, things of that nature, and, and, and until more recently, COVID uh, was, was more on the minds of these people. And again, as you know, the science... The science, thanks to the neonatology, we now know, of course, about fetal development much more than we did back in 72. And people were having, you know, it was much more, it was more, what's the word I'm thinking of? Nonchalant? (laughs) Yeah. It's more nonchalant. And uh, I'm short of caffeine here, or too much. (laughs) I think I'm over-caffeinated. Oh, no! I think I'm over-caffeinated. But movies, it was like not a big deal. And it became a bigger deal to talk about it in movies, for example. Fast times at Ridgemont High. Oh, it's okay. She just got an abortion. Okay, whatever. Right. But now it's it's a bigger deal to do that, and I think look, people are more mindful of that, and of course of what the development is in the in the trimesters. Yes, right?
0: uh, yeah, I think that's that's part of it. And look, I, I just think there's this, the media class is, and I know that I'm now I'm a broken record on this, is so out of touch with how normal people yeah. feel about this issue. They think everybody's. They on their think side. everybody is no. Many people are pro-choice, but that includes a wide range of restrictions yeah. that they would in fact yeah. welcome. And and women are very open to second yeah. and third trimester. Right. It's restrictions. not a block. No, and the impression you get from media is that all women believe that all nine months is like just open open yeah. season, uh, and that is not the no. case at all. So, whoo, I do hope that there is a. Transparent Investigation, Shannon Bream, who reports yes. on SCOTUS for Fox News, says that she thinks we'll, we'll get a name out of this. Wow. And I also worry for that person, by the way. Oh, sure. Just as a personal safety issue. Yeah. Like, this, the country's going great. It's doing great, guys. We're it's, doing great.
1: I'll tell you what, it's pushed a lot of other news out of the news, a lot of events. And one of them that's, I think, really unfortunate was the buildup for Jonathan Martin and Alex Burns' book, This Will Not yes. Pass. Today's the day it comes out. Ah. And I'm sure they had a whole thing uh, planned for you know um, the, the media publicity launch, and then and then I guess it's Alex Burns' own colleague <laughs> out scoops them, and we we do have a review in the Free Beacon. It's a, oh, you should yeah, check it's it a, out. It's very good by Andrew Styles.
0: No, it's going to be a you know the year's going to be weird no matter what. This yeah. is an election year. We're in a post pandemic phase where everybody's out of their minds. That,
1: but that's the, that's the question, right? Because now the conversation is how is this going to affect the midterm elections? And people are, I mean, we're seeing the headlines already, the headlines in mainstream media, such as, you know, uh, Dems are getting galvanized. You know, they're getting a wake-up call. This is what's going to happen. I think Rachel Maddow was just saying this yesterday. This is what's going to happen. If Republicans take over, you know what the next step is, and maybe that'll get the vote out.
0: I mean, I I do think it will matter to some degree. Also, we have the attention span of gnats. So we do even something like this, uh-huh. which is a very mm-hmm. large story, mm-hmm. could be gone in two weeks.
1: No, that's right. I mean, think I, I about Texas, have, uh, the, the Texas abortion thing. Right. That was all the rage. Everyone was talking about this until we weren't.
0: I also would just like to say, as a woman. By the way, did you like that we found the gender binary again last night? Everybody's like, well, now we're going to talk about women oh. and giving <laughs> birth. But like we, yesterday, we were not allowed to do that. We were talking about birthing people and giving birth. But now we're back to the gender binary. Even though I've been reliably informed, that's not a thing. Are,
1: have they have they really like t- turned back
0: oh we went straight back to women last wow, night like yeah. that was the the, the rallying on, cry
1: not an attack on birthing people
0: no it's not okay. an attack on birthing people apparently so can I can I say I have look I've always been conservative I would say that I'm a bit of a to some pro-lifers I would be considered a bit of a squish On abortion, because I do have some issues with how first trimester looks and Mm -hmm. how you deal with Mm -hmm. that um, and how exceptions work. But I am with the majority of Americans in the like very, very swiftly, this becomes a very bad situation and the liberty of the child is at issue. Right. I've always found it odd. And I became a conservative as an economic conservative and didn't really do these think about social issues until later. Why do people... Women of the left think that my number one priority above all other things, all other things, should be the unrestricted, totally unrestricted, preserving the unrestricted freedom to end a pregnancy, to kill a baby, should be my, that's the thing that I care about for me, for my daughters, for generations of women, that is the number one paramount, top of the mountain thing that I must care about. I just have always found that odd. It is not the number one thing I care about. I do care about liberty, but this also, and this is what many pro-choice people misunderstand, this is a liberty issue for the baby. Yeah. That is how people who are libertarians feel about this, and that is a genuine disconnect between these two groups. They do not understand that we're like, yes, we understand you know women's call- autonomy. Yes. And also there are a lot of little tiny girl babies who have autonomy you know, and liberty as well.
1: They, they call that a red herring, right? <sighs> the, the idea that let's not have that argument about whether or not this is a human life or not. We're talking about a basic right.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, I've always thought it's weird that that should yeah. be my yeah. my priority. Well, there are, I
1: think there are, well, there are, we'll find out in six months whether or not it is a priority, how, how peoples how strongly they feel uh, about abortion on their list of concerns come November.
0: Well, and like I said, in Virginia, the things on the ground that were happening, like school closures and the economy and inflation, ended up mattering more. This would obviously Mm -hmm. be a much bigger story. It would probably play differently in different states. But I think, again, so much of the media and so much of the national narrative on Mm -hmm. this will obscure the fact that this is not a federal ban on abortion and misunderstand mostly Intentionally, right. that different states will have different outcomes.
1: Read the draft, and then ultimately read the opinion, assuming that it comes out and it's accurate or somewhat similar to what we just saw in the leak.
0: It's very also, well Supreme written. Court, can you please pull it together with the leaks? My God, I know,
1: and that and that, but it, you know, it's it's well written, it's well reasoned, and, and 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 precedent, and what it's what it's doing, and why Roe and Casey were banned were bad rule, you know, right. rulings, and why Casey just basically you know kicked the can down the road.
0: Chief Justice Roberts has actually just released a statement uh, saying the Politico document is real, but doesn't represent the final decision of the court. He's opening a leak investigation. So we will see that.
1: Read. Anyway, it's we're reasonable.
0: Opening up with something light
1: today. I know. We went from Cheesecake Factory I, and baby bottles uh, to, to...
0: You know, <laughs> the tough stuff. Here we are. We're doing the tough stuff. Speaking of inflation. Oh, hey. At the White House Correspondents' yes. Center this weekend, President Biden is pictured, he's on, on the old video. Trevor Noah is emceeing this event, doing his, his comedy bit, his, his telling of jokes, and he tells some jokes about the current state of America, and uh, we'll just listen to them, and Biden is on camera laughing quite heartily at these jokes. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, <laughs> everything. Big old laugh and a clap Oh, you got to clap. You got the, the clap. Oh, no, he's like, oh, oh, oh <laughs> from the president. On yes, it is. You know, not a great look. Uh, every single Republican campaign is cutting that for an ad, right? I mean, yeah, he's laughing at your problems. That I, will be the, that's the tagline, right? So
1: I did not watch the correspondence dinner live. Some people do. They like to watch it on C-SPAN or wherever it's on. Very exciting. But then I ended up reading some of the jokes and i have to tell you some of them were funny i just fall out. i'm sorry some of them were funny They were funny jokes the joe manchin jokes funny about the most important person in the room or you know, the leader of the oh it's out here let's give a round of applause to joe manchin you know it's very funny uh um anyway
0: okay so biden's talking about it's been a it's been a while since they've been in this room together i'm really excited to be here tonight with the only group of americans with a lower approver rating than i have That's hard to say after what we just saw. This is the first time the president attended this dinner in six years. It's understandable. We had a horrible plague, followed by two years of COVID. That's pretty funny. Um, fine, fine.
1: <laughs> I tell you, one of my funniest, by the way, and it might have been the gridiron dinner with Obama. And yeah. Romney, right? Yeah. So it was like 2012 during the election season, and Obama was up there, and he talked about you know pointing out that Mitt Romney, you know, that's not actually his for his first name. His first name is Willard. Willard. Yeah. yeah, and then and he goes, but he goes by Mitt, and then <laughs> Obama says, "I wish I can go by my middle name." <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay. Funny. funny. So, what did you think, Mary Catherine, about the tweets? Following the dinner and during the dinner of, I can't believe I'm here. I'm terrified. i Oh, ashamed. yes.
0: Oh, yes. We had to have a COVID breakdown. Yeah, we
1: did. By people um, who were there. And apparently, they were shackled to the tables.
0: Yeah. So you've put yourself in the forced room, Forced to eat right? the
1: filet. Yes. <laughs> I assume <laughs> I it's know. a filet. I don't know. It's chicken fun. or fish.
0: Yeah. yeah. it's can't can't be top of the line. No, no. So, yes. I always find it sort of, with, with apologies to the hotel involved Yeah, yeah. The, the, it's, the catering it's, industry. It's, uh, it's a hard work. It's, well, and also just like. I find it interesting that like this fanciest of fanciest of schmooziest parties happens in the basement of a Hilton. I mean, it is like, and it's very basementy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's not right the big. national
1: the National Building Museum that has very high seats. No, it's a very right? different if feel, you there, right? No. This yeah, one, the, you're back in time. It's very retro. Yeah, it's, it's like, like
0: a it's like a 1976 yeah, hotel.
1: It was really cool, cool and futuristic in the 70s. And now it's just very dated.
0: Oh, we're yeah. going to bring Kim Kardashian in. Luckily, she's very short, so her head doesn't hit the drop <laughs> ceilings inside the the reception room. But near people
1: the- were terrified, they said. Okay, right? yes. Or ashamed. Or ashamed.
0: So one, one reporter in the room says, you know, this is like, this is horrifying. It's like a horror movie to be in here. First of all, you're there. Okay. So uh, second of all. Now it doesn't work because the gridiron already had a super spreader, <laughs> but they did have the vax passport and the negative test, I think, to get in there. And that'll
1: protect you You know,
0: if it's I think you should talk to your therapist about this. Yes. But you're there and she says she says it's horrifying. The the, the... Covid is still going on, and then someone says, "Are you masking?" She says, "Nobody's masking here." She says, "Are you masking?" Someone asked her, and she said, "Well, I'm having to report, so it's hard to flag people down and talk oh. to them if I have oh, to wear a mask." It's like, wait, wait! I've been led to believe that masks have no negative consequences whatsoever. Yeah. No, it's the
1: peer pressure. <laughs> someone also tweeted out their picture at the dinner at the table with their CO2 monitor. Did you see that? And it was off the charts. Oh dear. And, and <laughs> so it's like the idea, and the, and so. The, the, the idea that the air there was probably worse than on an airplane. For and sure. I want to go back to last Almost episode certainly. when we were talking about Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, who was saying that, well, most people know the difference between a ballroom and an airplane. <laughs> yeah, and the ballroom's is worse. He, is he wrong? Yeah. Is he wrong? Uh,
0: the ballroom is worse. Yeah. And here's the thing I don't, I again, I don't care if these people party. I care that they are people who told me not to party for two years. That's what we're talking about. Even post-vaccination, they're like, no, 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 it's too soon. Um, Anthony Fauci did not attend the actual dinner. He did go to many of the brunches and was pictured uh, in his increasingly supervillain wardrobe. By the way, another affront to me is that Anthony Fauci is going to spring brunches with a turtleneck and a wool suit on, and I'm just uncomfortable looking at it. Like... Like, my, it, it, my friend, you need something breathable.
1: It's doubly uncomfortable, Fred. know we you know how you feel about it's sweaters. Like,
0: it's like he's masking his whole body. Yeah,
1: the whole thing is protected. It <laughs> might as well be like in Shanghai. It's the same effect. It's the same protection as Shanghai.
0: But uh, again, yeah. I don't care that they're partying. I just, it's so obvious that we just gave up with all the masking and all the fear because these people so. wanted to do a silly thing that yeah. they wanted to do. That's how and this that's went down.
1: Okay. You can do that. You can go to a rock it's, concert. It's just it's not okay a, for like okay. football
0: games right. or the, an Arkansas pool party. It's not okay for right. those things. Right.
1: The other thing is, you know, people are saying, right? People are saying, why don't you just leave, right? That's what they say. If you don't like the party, you don't have to be there. But let me say this. I will explain why they had to be there. Okay? Okay. They were there, not just because they wanted to rub elbows with celebrities, and not just because they want to pat each other on the back and, you know, remind each other how great they are, but- And I know this from experience. They have to be there because of the advertisers. (laughs) There are almost always advertisers at the table. You're trying to sell ads. (laughs) Commercials, you know, for the network and stuff like that. And that's why you're there because you have to be there with them. They had to be there. So it's very unfortunate. I feel badly
0: for them. No, it was a – it was trial for them.
1: Plus the chicken dinner or whatever it is. <laughs> it's twenty six hundred people, so I don't envy the people who have to actually make twenty six hundred fillets and chickens oh or whatever goodness. it is or salmon. Is I don't. It, know. It's going to be one of the three. Wow. Twenty six hundred.
0: Yeah, that I mean that that feels right. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I as I said from our last episode, I was there just breathing my mm-hmm. fluey air around when I was <laughs> <laughs> started oh, to yeah. feel bad.
1: Yeah, you. But you didn't. You know what though? No, know, it, was it, it was pre-COVID. It to- was pre-COVID. It was just Ebola. It was a- that you had.
0: <laughs> just collapse at the yeah, table. That was it. I w- it was okay, guys. <laughs> I ended up fine. Go- I don't think I. I don't think I hurt
1: anybody. <laughs> I, I do want to say this, Mary Catherine, which is so our listeners know you. You tweeted out a lovely picture of us at the Palm. I
0: did from
1: Sunday night. We were there with some friends, and you made a joke that it was a convention. It was not an actual convention. People are like, "What? How come I was invited? My- I, I wanted to be there." Trust me, trust us. We would never do that to our hammerheads. Yeah. We will always be sure to let you know if we are actually going to do an event like Alex
0: that. Alex is over here, like, what about a chap liver? I was not invited. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> What's that? What's that? me. I love what the palm. <laughs>
1: Rude. Sorry. We were worried we were worried. We didn't know if you uh, had COVID or not. So oh right yeah, just- yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, We took a we took a selfie. We did. Yeah. We did. There was commentary. And there was selfie. commentary
1: about like who's uh, can you crop that guy out of the photo? <laughs> is that and that, that is commentary from both strangers and friends.
0: Oh how nice. friend. yes,
1: lovely. Oh, how just nice. what I thought it was just, you know, rude people. No, it's everybody. Okay. That
0: was that we that was the extent of my partying okay. over uh, White House Correspondents Center weekend was to go out and have a have a steak and then go home to my house. <laughs> Oh, and, I mean, watch, and, and watch Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah,
1: and she, but and Mary Catherine also was kind enough to drive me home.
0: Ah, oh, yes. Yes, yeah,
1: it took me. It took me uh, a few days to figure out how I got. Yeah, home. you didn't know how I got there.
0: But <laughs> our listeners need to know because what? okay, give them the scene of the inside of the
1: palm. So there are like sketches. Oh, right. Were they just on the walls? Oh, yes. Very famous people. Mm-hmm.
0: Very wonderful people. <laughs> Yeah. And Vic, <laughs> yeah, that's right. and me.
1: So there's Mary famous Catherine, people in
0: I am not on the wall. Although I Although should, a lot I of your get, friends are. I should you get, get Vic get to lobby no, no, for no. me. We can do that. I think
1: mean, we can do that. No, they'd love to have you on. You know and what? people, get moved, people you know get moved around. People get moved around. What will around.
0: happen is that if I lobby to get my, I know because this is how this is how vanity will, will will sting you. Okay, I'll lobby to get on that wall, and then they'll just take my weekly standard. Uh, uh, caricature, which was so unattractive oh, that it's the terrible. only caricature no, no, no. that Bill Crystal ever said we can't do this to yeah, her.
1: <laughs> no, apparently mine they were they were fine with mine because I actually was that was like an actual rendering. Yeah, they thought yeah. it was a photo. Mine was a photo. No, that was a caricature. It's so
0: it's photorealistic. Yeah. Now oh, we'll see what happens. So I want to talk a little bit more about midterms. Oh yes, of course. Okay, uh, a couple a couple factoids. One, a recent Marist poll showing that parents with oh, children right, is- under 18 are choosing on a, in a prospective congressional ballot the GOP over Democrats 60 to 32. Yeah. That is large, my friends. And those and are Randy and Weingart's yeah. over here like, what happened? What happened, guys? Oh, I'll tell you what happened. Have I mentioned that the schools were closed for more than a year? <laughs> Have I mentioned that before?
1: Yes, and these are people who don't just have strong opinions and are going to sit home in November. Yeah, they're coming out from. I I talked to a candidate running for for Congress in Maryland, traditionally a not a conservative hotbed, but because of the redistricting, he has a choice. I was talking to our own Matthew Foldy, who's running for office.
0: Don't say our, your, our, your <laughs> own. Our
1: former, just kidding. Our, our, Foldy. our former staff writer and. He said the turnout there in like Columbia, Maryland, was amazing. People have come out; they're fired up. Right? They're fired up. No, Everyone people should be worried.
0: People are mad. Yeah, if you're liberal, I they, they did not forget what happened to them, and I think that's part of the yeah. sort of the the hope for liberals in the Roe v. Wade news cycle, such that it is, is that that would mm-hmm. that that would stanch some of this mm-hmm. bleeding from right. various various demographics. I'm not so convinced of that. But among the other strategies they're trying, this is a Politico piece, President Joe Biden and fellow Democrats have struggled to overcome historical headwinds and worrisome economic trends in the lead up to the midterms. So aides are scheming up something else, turning the campaign into a contrast with Donald Trump and the Republicans. Did they they see Virginia?
1: Yeah. The other thing is he's on our social media. They have less he to work might, with. He might be. If yeah, he oh, might if he goes back, well, then yeah, okay, then the plot thickens. Fine. No, I,
0: I but, do think I do think that can make a difference if he's more front of mind. Obviously, that would that would weigh on yeah. people a little more. Yeah.
1: But also, there is recent polling that has been done that show that if given a choice right now, more Americans would choose Trump over Biden. And it's not a lot. It's like twenty to twenty yeah. something to twenty right. something. But still, it's not an automatic oh this'll, this will this this will yeah, change well, turn they've things been, around.
0: I mean. There's an argument to be made that banning Trump from Twitter was not a great move for Democrats because he is not front of mind and oh. a quiet Trump is yeah. actually not as chaotic and yeah, a right. lot as a yeah. Trump with a platform, right? Yeah. He's just it's at Mar-a-Lago doing holes in one, right? Le- backfire. Doing Well, just one. Okay, I don't want to exaggerate. And uh, press <laughs> It was press a, bu- a beautiful
1: it was a beautiful shot. So beautiful. beautiful. So yeah. beautiful.
0: So if he's back, I think, you know, of course, that could change the game a little bit. But man, I don't I don't know the fundamentals for these midterms look very look baked in. At I this think point. they're going to
1: I think I don't think that you're right. And I don't know if this Roe v. Wade uh, decision is going to change things. It comes out if it comes out May, June, you're still about four months away.
0: Right. It I'm also sure. cracks me up that Democrats are like, this is a new strategy. They're like, we're going to try something crazy. (laughs) We're going to tell everybody that every Republican is Trump, but worse. And that this isn't your father's Republican Party and they're MAGA fascists and insurrectionists. And I'm like. Am I to understand that that is not what you have been doing up until now? Because I feel like that's what you've been doing up until now. And people didn't believe you with Youngkin. Sometimes they will believe you because that person be cray, right? It'll be like Marjorie Taylor Greene. They'll believe you. Not that that's going to change anything because that district (laughs) is very Republican. But sometimes people will believe you, but largely they're not going to if the person is moderately sane.
1: I remember wondering what the impact was going to be prior to the Gubernatorial election here in Virginia because there were some posters throughout at least our county here that said Trumpkin instead of Yumkin Get it? Uh, oh, ah, yeah. a little reminder. It had no. Way. Well, I mean, Arlington, of course, was overwhelmingly for for Terry McAuliffe, but still, it was what? was it? A seven point? A thirteen point shift for Virginia? Right.
0: Yes. It was and then, again, uh, you know, and it won by two. Someone should someone should figure this out. But the real secret sauce is how Yunkin thread the thread the needle. Yeah. Where Trump didn't mm-hmm. jump in too vocally, did not visit Virginia, yeah, but did not spend his time crapping all over Glenn Youngkin. Yeah, it's how how do we bottle that? Because <laughs> that that is what's needed. And
1: how long can he maintain that position? And you know he's chomping at the bit, so I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out.
0: We have one last story, please. An important an important honor in the steakhouse world. Oh, did you see this? The- no, I didn't see this. <laughs> okay. I,
1: so I'm, I'm really coming at this blind. I, okay, I, I, okay. I must have missed this. Okay, go ahead.
0: There's an, This is a CNN story. There's a new grill master in town just in time for grilling season. Gail Dudley, a long-term employee at Longhorn Steakhouse <laughs> in Georgia, was named grill master legend after grilling one million steaks One of just 14 employees to earn the title, according to a statement shared with CNN, Dudley has worked at the chain's Columbus location for two decades. Mario Roberts, communications manager at Darden Restaurants Incorporated, the group that owns Longhorn Steakhouse, told CNN. She says, I was taken aback to be named a grill master. Means Mm -hmm. a lot to me. And I think she got like a $5,000 prize. A million steaks.
1: I would say that's a rare honor.
0: Oh, (laughs) Well done, my friend. Oh, well done. Oh, t- t- say <laughs> very good, very
1: good, very good, very good, very good. Congratulations uh, to her. A yes. million. I, you ever think that she's like? Oh, if I see one more, I'm just gonna.
0: Well, that would be sad. Yeah, would yeah, Or With the
1: smell, I don't know. I love. The, I love the smell. I, I was gonna I ask. Love though, grilling. I love we girl. were
0: at the Palm, which is like fancy yes. steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, what do you think of the of the middle class steakhouse of the of the strip mall steakhouse, the Longhorn and Outback? When I was when I
1: was you know I haven't been to. I've been to the Outback. When I was a kid growing up in Toms River, New Jersey, there were two one uh, uh, there was no fancy steakhouse obviously in Toms River, but uh there was one called the Ponderosa, which and you had to bust your tray. And and you could order a T-bone, right? And it was a, a T-bone, which means it's not a porterhouse, it's like the smaller cut. And and you but you would get the Texas toast, which was incredible in a baked potato, maybe a salad. I don't re- I don't remember a salad in my mind, or another place called Bonanza. And I, I, both places, it was a family outing. And it was very exciting. I I loved it. You know, I have fond memories of going to those places when I was at Outback. Steak's a little bit on the salty side, but it's not a bad cut for the price. No, I... The so price. this is my position yeah.
0: is that it is a, it's a value, man. Oh, it's a value. When you're getting... Yeah. You're getting they a, want me. a decent steak, mm-hmm. a baked potato. I like to go sweet potato. Oh, uh, No. I love, a, I love a sweet potato, but not with any of the I salt. I don't like any sugar added to it. Some, mm-hmm. You know how they put cinnamon and sugar on yes, it? Yes. Like, no, I just want, want, I want a straight sweet, sweet potato day. with just butter That's on it. That's very subtle. Yeah. And then I'm not going to lie. Do I want a Bloomin' Onion? Yes, I do. And that meal is fantastic and not that expensive.
1: You are allowed to order a Bloomin' Onion as long as you consume it in the first five minutes. Yes. After that, you're on your own.
0: No, have you ever tried to take a Bloomin' Onion home and save it? Oh. That is not a project Did that works. Did you try to like
1: revive it on, in the so, oven? So
0: I thought to I myself. Think
1: it, I think it dies.
0: It, it, it pretty much mm-hmm. dies. I have tried it. <laughs> the bloom it. is off. The bloom is off that <laughs> onion. I have tried it before with with my air fryer. I oh. thought, this is it. This is a revolution. Hey. Yes. I am going to be able to revive this uh-huh. Bloomin' Onion, but I it was... Middling results.
1: <laughs> Say it turned radioactive yeah. or something.
0: <laughs> it's not It's not what you want it to be after that first 10 minutes.
1: I'm starving. I'm uh, starving should, right now. We should go now. to Outback and, and, Longhorn you know, and see, yes. uh,
0: see this fantastic chef.
1: I do want to give a special call out to listener, listener to the show Dwayne Carpenter. He's giving me some tips on how to stay healthy in spite of my calf strain and not running. So uh, doing like 8 to 10 sets of, a, of an exercise, that's kind of exciting. I don't, I don't know if I have that kind of time, but I'm trying to get up there and, and lifting and going on walks. He says a lot of weightlifting types go on walks.
0: So this is a thing that is overlooked in the fitness mm-hmm. world, okay? And I overlooked it because you the always walking? feel – Yes. You always feel like you should be running. Yes. Right? Because running is – oh. that's the hard thing the hard, to do. And it is. But running is also just miserable. It and is. you think that you're getting gains cuz you're miserable, but you're not necessarily getting gains just cuz you're miserable. It is good for you. I'm not I'm not but sometimes it's hard on the joints, it's hard on a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And as we get older, we need to think about ways to adjust. I used to run and I thought that that was like all I could do for fitness. That was just the thing yes. in my head. Oh, when you condition, you run. And then I had a foot injury and I started walking on an incline. And like just like hiking, right? Yes. If you walk on an incline on a treadmill or you go hiking and you uh-huh. walk through the woods, You are going to get aerobic and like strength results. And you're going to get strength results, importantly, in the posterior chain. Not just quads, not just the front of your legs. Posterior. But your butt is going to work and your hamstrings are going to work. Foot injury, best thing I ever did for my butt. Really,
1: on that (laughs) note. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on that, you know what I was going to say. This what's your what's your pace? Do they have to do speed walk? Like remember when Harry met Sally, or speed walking? No, so no, I no, was sorry.
0: no, I don't do like right. a speed walk, but I because I actually <laughs> actually pulled my hip flexor doing too oh. fast one time. Oh, okay, but you, I actually read about a workout the other day, which this would be very challenging, even in my like top shape, I'd be like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's a lot. It's called twelve three thirty, and it's like apparently some kind of new hotness where you put the incline on twelve, which is a lot. Incline on twelve, oh, but you're walking. Speed at three
1: uh, for walking mm-hmm. and
0: go for thirty minutes. That is a very serious workout.
1: That's like stairmaster-ish, borderline. Yes. without
0: stairmaster is always. That's the worst. A I can
1: oof. I can go. For, I can go on the stairmaster for about two minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my
0: gosh. Okay. I can. I can do it, but man, I don't enjoy it. My when I go to the. Uh, to the gym with my husband. He's like, okay, warm up for 20 minutes on the Stairmaster. I'm like, that's even a 20, warm up, Steve? 20 minutes on the Stairmaster? That is a, oh, I'm that's, done. a that's, that's a dragging. That's not yeah. a warm up.
1: I'll tell you, one time I did try, uh, train with my brother-in-law, Captain Bill Dwyer and his fire department and they would go to the, the Double Tree Hotel in Crystal City which is like, like 20 flights of stairs and go straight up because it's weirdly designed and up and down. And I have to tell you, like the first couple times, like yeah, I can do this. This is great. By like the fifth time going up and down, the worst part about it was going downstairs.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. That's like post-marathon stairs. Going downstairs after a marathon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nope. Hold on to nope. that ring. Hold
0: on. Yes. Hold Actually, on just sit down.
1: Rail. Okay. <laughs> yes. And you know what else? Fewer trips to the Cheesecake Factory. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. <laughs> that. Wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Please tell your friends. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I am at MK Hammer on Twitter and Subsec. You can find me at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. Thanks for being with us, guys. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast where there are no leaks.